Hello, this is Yusra from newsnaughty.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 4th of October. Former Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh, who had been detained in connection with a money laundering case, was granted bail by the Bombay High Court today. After hearing the arguments of the prosecution and the defence, Justice N.J. Jamadar had reserved his order on September 28th. The High Court was instructed by the Supreme Court to rule on Deshmukh's bail request by the end of the week on September 26th. The Supreme Court had noted that the bail petition for the leader of the Nationalist Congress Party had been on hold since March 21st. A Supreme Court bench headed by Justice D.Y. Chandrachur said that keeping an application for bail pending for eight months was not consistent with the right to life under Article 21. Deshmukh was taken into custody in November after being booked under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act by the Enforcement Directorate. The central agency launched an investigation into the matter after former Mumbai Police Commissioner Parambir Singh accused the Nationalist Congress Party leader of coercing police officials to extort money from the proprietors of pubs and restaurants in the city. Deshmukh denied the accusations, but on April 5, 2021, the Bombay High Court ordered the CBI to launch a preliminary investigation against him. Deshmukh resigned from the Maharashtra cabinet subsequently. The Maharashtra government has given the CBI permission to prosecute Deshmukh in the case. The CBI told a special court in Mumbai on September 28th. At least 10 people died after an avalanche struck Draupadi's Danda 2 mountain peak in Uttarakhand's Uttar Kashi district today. 29 mountaineers were trapped from the Nehru Institute of Mountaineering, news agencies reported. According to Uttarakhand DGP Ashok Kumar, eight of the trainees have been rescued safely. The peak is located in Uttarakhand's Gangotri range of the Garhwal Himalayas. Uttarakhand Chief Minister Pushkar Singh Dhami said earlier in the day that rescue efforts are being conducted by the Army, the State Disaster Response Force, the Indo-Tibetan Border Police, the District Administration, the National Disaster Response Force and a team from the Nehru Institute of Mountaineering. Defence Minister Rajnath Singh spoke with the Chief Minister of Uttarakhand and assessed the situation while expressing grief at the incident. The Himachal Pradesh police have withdrawn an order issued by them on September 29th, which required journalists to produce a character certificate to be allowed to cover Prime Minister Narendra Modi's upcoming visit to the state. The order was issued by Bilaspur Superintendent of Police and applied to all correspondents, videographers and photographers. Journalists from straight-run media houses like Doordarshan and All India Radio were also required to submit the character certificate. Sanjay Kundu, Himachal Pradesh Director General of Police, said today that the directive has been withdrawn. He stated in a press note that, and I quote, any inconvenience caused because of the order was regretted and added that the Himachal Pradesh police welcomes all journalists to cover the Prime Minister's visit. Congress accused the BJP of assaulting the culture of democracy by giving out such orders. The party said that, and I quote, Himachal will never tolerate this insult, unquote. Pankaj Pandit, an Ahmadmi party spokesperson, also commented on the order, calling the demand to produce a character certificate humiliating and an attempt to curb the media's activities. Speaking of the media, how can we not talk about broadcast media? This week, TV News made it to the Bloodlust TV series on News Laundry for, of course, all the wrong reasons. It's festive season and TV News took to poison it with, wait for it, Garbha Jihad. That's right. Read my colleague Aban Usmani's media report titled As Garba Jihad Becomes News TV's Latest Bogey, News Nation Champions Vigilante Violence. And if you like what we do, then consider supporting us. News Laundry is able to hold the media accountable because we are not funded by big corporations, because we run on the support of our subscribers. 
So if you haven't already subscribed to News Laundry, then head over to our website and press that subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Power us to serve public interest and counter hate. The Election Commission of India has written to all political parties regarding its plan to hold political parties financially accountable for the election promises they make in their respective manifestos. In a bid to make parties more accountable to the voters, the suggested new rules will expect political parties to give details on how they plan to finance election promises. The letter states that the current disclosures of financing election promises are ambiguous and do not provide adequate information to the voters to make informed choices. This move is an attempt to tackle the problem of empty promises. Political parties will be expected to give details about the extent and expanse of the promises made, who will benefit, the financial implications implied, the ways and means of raising these resources and the respective fiscal sustainability of the state and central government. The parties are expected to respond to the letter by the 19th of October. If parties do not respond, the letter says that it will be presumed that they have nothing specific to say. Listeners, before I move on to the next news item, I would like to announce that the Media Rumble is back. And this year, the conference is hybrid. We will be hosting online sessions from the 6th to the 8th of October that will stream on the Media Rumble's YouTube channel and on the 14th and 15th of October, we have offline sessions at the India Habitat Centre, New Delhi. Speakers from this year's TMR include Shashi Tharoor, Sophie Zhang, Kanchan Gupta, Suchureta Tyagi and many more. We have a paid registration for the forum, but if you are a Newslaundry subscriber, then you can attend TMR for free. To register and for more details, go to www.themediarumble.com. Do support us and our news model by subscribing to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. North Korea launched a ballistic missile over Japan today for the first time in five years, the Associated Press reported. Japanese citizens took cover and the administration suspended trains in the northern regions on account of the missile, Japanese broadcaster NHK reported. The missile is strong enough to reach the United States territory of Guam in the Pacific Ocean, which lies more than 3,400 kilometers away from North Korea. This is the fifth missile launched by North Korea in 10 days. The Japanese PMO is yet to ascertain any damage caused by the missile. It commented on the serious impact such a launch of missiles over Japanese airspace can have on the lives and property of Japanese people. Yasukazu Hamada, the Japanese defense minister said that they have not ruled out the possibility of a response, including a counter-attack, Reuters reported. He added that Japan is looking to strengthen its defense given North Korea's repeated missile launches. The United States describes the latest missile launch as dangerous and reckless. The South Korean Joint Chiefs of Staff has warned North Korea of isolation from the international community if repeated firing continues. An emergency security council meeting was convened between Japan and South Korea to discuss the missile. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe from the din of disinformation and come back for your daily dose tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.